Okay, so I'm really loving my hair right now. <laughs> if you're not aware, I had a major hair glow up in 2020. In high school, I went through a phase where I dyed my hair like every color in the book and completely damaged my hair in the process. It wouldn't grow, it would break off, and it looked like so ratty and thin, guys. It was overprocessed by all the bleach that I was putting in it, and it just made me so insecure. That was until I found the Holy Grail, aka Wellbell. If you guys haven't seen my hair journey, pause this episode, go to my Instagram, and take a look at my highlight titled Wellbell. The results I've had are absolutely insane. So all you have to do is take three capsules each day. I take mine right before bed with a nice glass of cold water on my bedside table. It's like a complete ritual for me. Wellbell contains evidence-based and science-backed ingredients like betaine HCL that supports stomach acidity, protein digestion, and enzyme activity. Saw palmetto, which supports hormone health, hair follicle development, and glowing skin. MSM, and just the teeniest amount of biotin. It's actually so rare for women to have a biotin deficiency, and I think before Wellbell, I probably spent hundreds of dollars on biotin supplements that would lead to breakouts and acne, and Wellbell does not do any of that at all. My skin, my hair, and my nails are thriving. They also have a men's line, so ladies, get your man some Wellbell for the holidays and thank me later. You can use code VERONICA10 for 10% off a single bottle or Veronica Sub 10 for 10% off your subscription. That's Veronica SUB 10 for 10% off your subscription. I highly recommend the subscription because consistency is key. I started seeing major results after just two to three months. Go to www.wellbell.com to take advantage of the discount. And again, that is Veronica 10 or Veronica Sub 10 at checkout. And welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun, designed to give you the inside scoop and industry secrets into entrepreneurship, lifestyle, fashion, health and beauty, and navigating your 20s. Yes. Meet your hostess, Veronica Drulia, swim designer, serial entrepreneur, lifestyle content creator, and now podcast host, as she dives into spicy topics like dating, inner confidence, and becoming the best version of you. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, live from my literal bedroom in Washington, D.C. Today, we have on a very special guest, she is an expert group fitness instructor for nearly the last eight years, including dance cardio, bar, and cycling. And not just any cycling, guys. She has been coaching at Soul Cycle for the last three years and was recently promoted to senior instructor. Which, guys, if you are new to the Soul world, this basically means that you are like Soul Cycle royalty. And this rarely ever happens after only three years at the company. So all of this literally happened yesterday. So congratulations are being held on this podcast episode today. She is the Soul Cycle Training Officer. So for those of you that are already a part of the Soul Fam and dream of being an instructor one day, she's your go-to girl. She has taught at over six studios, including a guest spotlight in the Hamptons this summer. What a freaking dream. So not only is she our guest today, she is also a dear friend of mine and my go-to soul cycle instructor. So basically the person that keeps me sane. I like to call her the proclaimed DC big sister because guys, when you experience her class, I feel like I'm having an epiphany every time. 
She always has the best energy, music, vibes, advice, and motivation to make you feel like your best self physically, mentally, and spiritually. Helping men and women all over the East Coast and D.C. area channel their inner confidence and essentially feel like a total baddie in and out of the studio. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome on Jocelyn Griffin. Hey, wow. What an intro. How are you feeling? Jazzed now <laughs> after that. Are you kidding me? What a great... God, I love... I love friends who can hype friends up and do it super authentically. It's almost like I didn't type out those bullets and send them to you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You can't give away all my secrets. No, I'm kidding. It's really lovely to hear someone else regurgitate what you stand by and, like, what you've done that, like, I know you genuinely feel that way about me. Like, it's very lovely. I appreciate it. I do. You see me, like, sweating my ass off, like, staring at you, like, screaming at me. Like, it's amazing. You know, there's just an energy. In our worst and best states, as I like to put it. Exactly. Well, we're going to have a really spicy convo today. And I guess first, like, we know the Soul Cycle, Jocelyn. Like, we've seen her. We've been to her class. We've seen you on Instagram. But I guess what I want to go down is like, what's the soul cycle or what's the Jocelyn outside of soul cycle? Like, where are you from? How'd you grow up? Like, were you always into an active lifestyle? What's your favorite color? Like literally whatever. Just give us the whole tea. Who are you beyond the curated uh, application? Yeah. Um, fair question. It's funny living in a town like DC where we're so used to having an elevator speech and then having a job that's very performative and very public-facing, you would think that I'd be very good at this, that I would have, like, a super canned response. But it's adopted and, like, evolved so much throughout the years, like, what I like to highlight about myself or what I like to reveal and what I like to keep secret. So I find myself gravitating towards answers that are what now I'm, like, the most proud of looking back on my adult life. So I'm a born and raised military brat. I don't have a hometown. There is no where are you from. I don't have claims or affiliations to a house or city or anything like that. I do like to brag that I was born in Hawaii because most people find that to be interesting. Yeah. That's I have a so cool. Hawaiian tattoo on my body that my mom, my sister, and I have because my sister and I were both born there. And I don't have, like, I don't go back a lot. It's more like a spiritual connection to the place and not to brag, but just a cool place to have been born as opposed to like Alexandria, Virginia. Yes. <laughs> no shade to that. Um, <laughs> but I've been I've been in DC for almost, yeah, like the greater part of a, a decade now because I went to undergrad at Virginia Tech. Tons of people in this area that went to tech, fantastic school, loved my experience, had like a really classic college experience. Like I was a big sorority girl. Every football game. Yeah. I like, blackout. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was just showing some photos of myself in college to some people who, like, did not believe I was, I was, like, a little fluffy in college. I had, like, a fair oh. amount of party pounds on. We all had the freshman 15. Yeah. Oh, freshman I had, 30, like, freshman whatever. Junior. Mine was just, like, a perpetual state of being. I can distinctly remember during, like, a sorority senior year fireside chat, looking at the, like, incoming baby pledges and being like, if you are not, like, 
you know, heavier than you're used to being, you're not having fun. You are simply not doing college. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, I went to LSU. So, like, right. I bet it's, like, a very similar experience. You know, you just, you drink, and then you eat, like, canes or Chick-fil-A late at night. and all the time. All the time. And, and I, like— Salty, bad food, and it's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think I really treasure those times. And I look back on pictures, and I'm like, she looked really happy. Oh, 1,000%. First of all, I, like, I am a fierce lover of myself in all shapes and sizes. And, like— we all have a thousand different jean sizes in our closets, and I think that will just continue until the end of time. But I look back at that girl, and, like, I loved the fuck out of her. I always love to say, I'm like, I got so laid in college, like, so laid, like, so laid whenever I was nice and thick and, like, had a little bit more of me to go around, like— very popular. Like, yeah, very, very, I love that. Very popular, like, without a shadow of a doubt. And so, yeah, after college, I moved here, and— I've been here ever since. Yeah. So, like, were you always, like, into, like, fitness or, like, what got you, like, jump-started into that, I guess? Yeah. I was, big shock, um, a cheerleader in high school. So, I've grown up doing gymnastics, competitive gymnastics, dance, all that good jazz. And after I graduated, I was really involved in college. I did, like, I did all the dances for silly, like, sorority choreography stuff. I, like, did some all-girl, like, intramural kind of level cheer stuff, um, and didn't really find, I didn't really have like a pocket of exercise or passion for fitness in that like, that like 13th, 14th year, like that year after college where you're kind of still like drinking like a fish and not taking your job res- like responsibility seriously. Maybe not everyone, maybe that was just me. But I, I found myself needing, I was like, okay, you need to incorporate exercise into your life in some capacity and I am very motivated by time and money. Like those are not original, but like those Who are the it? single most large motivators in my life. So I wanted to figure out a way, like, I'll be candid. I did not want to pay like the big ticket group fitness prices. I was 22, 23. I had no dollars, right? Like ramen noodle dinners and wanted to figure out a way to be involved in the group fitness community here in DC without writing myself out breaking of the home, breaking the bank. And I found, like, a dance cardio class. Um, It's literally, it's like, I don't even know if it's around anymore. It's called Dance Trance. Yeah. That sounds really fun. It was dope as hell. It sounds like a rave. You would love it. Have you, you've done, have you done 305? I have done 305. Okay. And so, for those of you that don't know what 305 is, it's basically like choreographed dances and there's like an instructor and he leads the entire class yeah. like through it. It's you just super like, fun. Throw ass. 305 is great because they have like a live like DJ. You like twerk. <laughs> I have some really good friends who have taught it over the years. Dance trance was like even more choreographed specific. So we'd come in, I would make up like eight, eight counts to, you know, like a Britney Spears song and then I'd teach it like a la dance class. And then we would just like run the songs over and over again. That really like gave me the bug, but they paid me no money. I actually don't even think that they paid me for the first year. I think I just got class for free, which was such a scam. Like such a scam. And then eventually I got like head hunted for bar three. So like someone was like, okay, I know you're teaching this. Would you actually like to get paid? So then I like jumped ship and went over to bar, which was so wonderful. And I still have like a very deep place in my heart for bar. I think it's so fucking hard. If you if you've not done bar, bar is it's so hard. So challenging. It is like the most delicious parts of yoga and Pilates and strength training and like muscular burnout. 
such a fun music. I feel like it's I'm kind of dressed best. like a ballerina right now. You do. Like you, I could go to a bar class. You after look this. like you're about to teach bar three. You do. <laughs> I'm you like do. so bad at bar. Like I am the biggest shaker of all time. Yeah. I feel like I have no control. It's crazy. Read, like, but that's. Yeah, that's part of it. I used to say, like, I was like, if you are if you are trembling, then you're in it. Like, you're doing it. We're locked and loaded. That's working. how you should look. It's working. I, you'll appreciate this. My favor is, like, we used to get, like, a fair amount of men who would come to this particular studio. Because it was, like, in a neighborhood over by H Street. And a lot of, hus- like, husbands and wives would do it together. Like, girls so would bring cute. their boyfriends. That's, like, my dream. Like, so cute. If I get married one day, I hope that I have a partner that is willing to go to group fitness I'll, I'll do even better. We had, like, daycare. So, like, these cute little families with, like, their toddlers would come and take, like, Sunday bar together while their little toddler was – it was adorable. That's so fun. Very much cute. Goal. Very I much goals. That. But the men would come in all big dicked and in bar you use, again, if you're not familiar, you only use tiny weights, like teeny tiny, one, two pound, three pound, maximum five pounds. Like, this is a piece of cake. 1,000%. They'd like auto grab the fives, look around, be like, why are these the heaviest sets of weights? And I'd be like, just go off king, like try the five, see what happens. Four minutes into the arm section, there'd be a body sized puddle of sweat around them and they're looking around like praying to whatever God they believe in to make it end. Like, oh, it is so much harder than people get it credit for. Yeah. I feel like a lot of men are like that. They're scared to try, like, workouts that don't make them feel manly, you know? It's totally. like, oh, let me go pump some iron in the gym. Total, which is why some of my—I love—I have, like, a pretty good male representation at SoulCycle. You do. You've been in my class before, especially Veronica comes to my early morning classes. I teach at 7 a.m. on Tuesday, Thursday, and I have, like— my daddy crowd then. Yes. I have I have a handful of older men that come and take my class and they absolutely like get the fuck after it. I'm convinced they know none of the songs. Soul Daddies. Soul Daddies just watching me like play a Nicki Minaj remix. I curse so much in class. I say the wildest shit and they just like live for it. I'm like, go off, James. I'm here for it, Mark. They love it. They're my favorite. It's really, oh really gosh. special. I love that, though. Like, I love when instructors are, like, screaming. You don't make it, like, intimidating, though. Like, if somebody's struggling, you're not going to, like, go in their face and be like, get the fuck up, you know? But you do, like, have a very empowering cursing, which I feel like really helps me. Because that's what people are thinking when they're working out sometimes. It's like, fuck. Yeah. So why not say it? I know. I always, I give predicate at the beginning. I'm like, hey, I have a really untamed mouth. I hope it doesn't offend you. Please black it out if it does. But my style has never, ever been. I I don't lead with, like, I'm not a bullying style instructor. And there's plenty of it in the fitness world. There's a lot of, like, I hate, there's nothing I hate more than the you can do anything for 10 seconds, get back up again. I'd rather die than say something along those lines. Like, it's already too difficult. I, I have so much inherent respect for everyone that steps in my room. The last thing I want to do is motivate them by force. Right. If that right. makes sense. I mean, do we need to, like, tell the people what SoulCycle is? Like, do oh, you think that they know? Yeah, yeah. So Jocelyn just became a senior instructor at SoulCycle. So I'm going to give the mic to you because I feel like you can explain what SoulCycle is way better than I can. I'm just a client. But – Explain what, like, now your position is, what Soul Cycle is, how people can get involved, like, all of that. Yeah. It's so interesting because, and obviously, it's the biggest part of my world, right? Or it's the, it's primarily the biggest part of my world. And I can forget sometimes that it is 
yes, it's completely ubiquitous as a brand, but not in its entirety. And there's so plenty of people who don't know what the fuck it is, haven't ever heard of it, haven't ever taken it. intimidated by it, too, when they first hear about it. Totally, totally. And it's the brand has gone through a lot in the past, you know, almost near decade of its, you know, inception and creation. So Soul was truly the first group fitness class to establish an a la carte pricing model to really set it apart. So not the first to have group fitness. Yoga's been around forever. Pilates has been around forever. And back in the day, in like the late 90s and early, you know, aughts, cycling, indoor cycling started, but like really in big box gyms. So Seoul was the first of its kind to say, we're going to really slice this as a super specific set of set uh, slice of cake and put a premium price tag on it. It was founded in New York in the Upper West Side, but then really got its success in the Hamptons, which is really fascinating. If you ever want to hear like more about the brand, if you're remotely interested, I always plug the NPR podcast, um, not to plug another podcast on your podcast. Oh my but gosh, no. I'm like all about like just sharing the wealth. Yeah, I love podcasts. Sure. That's and, why I started this. And, and especially when it's like, we love to get like more of something that we love. Like how yeah. juicy is it when there's like more information? So the Emperor, the How I Built This. Oh, I love yeah. How I Built This. Guy I Ross. honestly think that's like what inspired me to like start something on my own. Oh, it's one of my favorites. It's just, it's been so well done for so long. And universal, yet specific, and I think it's brilliant. But the the Soul Cycle episode is fantastic about the two women that founded it. So I auditioned in December of 2018, and my favorite part of my soul journey, which is a little bit bonkers, is I had only taken like less than 50 classes. Wow. Because I was that's when I was teaching bar. So I was not ingrained in the community. I was not a diehard. I had been exposed to the brand. And really loved it, um, but didn't have the time and bandwidth to, like, be a full-time writer and kind of, like, get into it. And the only reason I auditioned is because auditions are traditionally only in, like, New York, L.A., Chicago, and then occasionally some smaller regional spots. And there was a D.C. audition. And it was very Elle Woods, like, wake up one day, I think I'll go to law school. Like, I very much woke up, was like, I think I'm going to audition, and just went for it and got it in the first round, which is— really crazy and very exceptional and had to move to New York for three and a half months to go through training. Hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like until one day I pop a baby out, like like fit most physical experience, like 20 hours of cycling a week, very emotionally tolling. It's like, it's a quite brutal process. Yeah. I feel like it like seems really hard and I think it goes to show how determined and talented that you are because you're achieving all of these amazing accolades like so early on. One round, that's insane. It's, I it mean, sounds crazy. It's a little bit of like, listen, I'm not a big believer in fate. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not. Nothing, nothing happens on accident. It's like I'm not a what's meant to be will be person in, oh, in the wow. sense that I, I very much believe in agency. So like I think that we – put one foot in front of the other, and we decide what direction we're going to walk. Now, there are exceptions to that. There's divine timing and, like, other people intervening with your path or supporting your path that you that's outside of your control. But for the most part, like, if I had to pick a lane, like, I literally have the word agency tattooed to my body, on my body, like, on my person. So I'm a very, like, I make my own life, I make my own happiness, I make my own success type of person. 
So with that being said, looking back on the things that have happened at the clip and pace that they have, like I am trying really hard to be better about like owning the pride and like celebration that comes with that and not chalking it up to like, oh, well, I just happened to like, I was in the right audition. Who knows? Maybe if it had been another one, it wouldn't have happened or like predicate things or make excuses for myself and just claim the work that's been done. For sure. I feel like for a while, and this is something I've worked on in therapy for years, is I have this dire need to over-explain myself about like my success. And I also sometimes I I belittle like my success. Like I try and make it to not this big grand thing because I don't know, maybe it's sometimes we just doubt ourselves or we have this like traditional society and being in kind of something that's untraditional, you know, we feel like this need to like impress people or like prove them wrong. And I'm kind of just tired of doing that. It's It's exhausting. exhausting. It's exhausting. I, I don't, you know, I was almost about to respond to you and just say like, why the fuck do we do that? But I know exactly why the fuck we do that. Okay. It's because confidence is this thing that's touted as being so special and desirable and, like everyone wants to be confident and, and feel good in their own skin. And yet when people are confident and, and you know, owning, owning themselves, their lives, their success, there's so much criticism and noise that comes with it. So that's why we feel the need to overexplain ourselves. My worst, worst habit, and I'm shocked I haven't said this yet, probably because I'm being incredibly cognizant of it, is I put the phrase, does that make sense, at the end of like, 80% of the shit that comes Me out of my mouth too. after having said something completely illogical, well thought out, and reasonable. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? I'm trying. Like we're dumbing ourselves down. Correct. It is It is a really, it makes me really sad. And it's okay. Like, I love that we can own it and acknowledge yeah, it. Self-aware like, queens. Ugh. Self-awareness to me is the hottest thing on, like, a self-aware person Same. of any gender age, right? There's not a right? lot of them. No, it's a rare quality in life. I, I think like it's the hottest thing. I surround myself with people like that too. Yeah. I have noticed that there's a lot of people in D.C. that are not very self-aware. I don't know why compared to every other city. Yeah. To like a comical level. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. And I know you know about this, but on TikTok, I talk a lot about dating in D.C. Oh, yeah. and all those things. And yeah. I know that you have a lot to say on that. I mean, you've experienced it for the last decade. And yeah. I'm sure you have a lot to say to the listeners. And I think what I love the most about your class is that you do have a lot of young writers, especially at the Georgetown location. So I think you have really good advice for them. Like, I've overheard you, like, giving somebody, like, boy advice and I I listen to it and I'm like okay like I need to like ask Jocelyn some more questions you know so I guess like what's your like one piece of advice for women in DC trying to date straight men oh I know right I I was gonna say preface that that I can only speak to that specific audience yeah I've been so I'm not I'm super honest about my age I'm 33 so I've been dating for just crazy I feel like you have like the energy of a 16 year old I do it's nuts I well I'm like 18 and 40, all of the same body, which I guess, you know, we all are. Well, and again, SoulCycle is a job where, like, the median age, like, leans and skews very young. And I love that. I love, like, I'm so, it keeps me so energized to, like, work with people that are your age or even younger. But it can get confusing. I mean, like, I genuinely have 
moms who take my class that ask me, like, you know, if I'm at Georgetown or GW or, like, how recently I graduated. And I'm like, I am 33 American years old. Like, I am literally, what, what, what do you mean? I know, the best. It's that, all that cardio, baby. Yeah. Keeps me young. But I love that. I don't, I'm really, I'm very, I, I like, I know it's a an easy way to, to try to get a good, you know, juicy bit of information to say what's the one piece of advice. And it's it's hard for me who, as someone who obviously I have a lot to say, and I spend a lot of my time strapped up to a microphone, essentially giving advice, yeah. right? Like, give, I feel like we could <laughs> like, have like a whole episode on dating. Oh, we could. Yeah. We could. I'll come back on. If I had to like, if I had to drill it down, I think it's more like, what have I learned that I think is the most valuable? And I, I do preface this that like, I've had a really wonderful dating life over the past like 10 years. Like I'd like to brag that like I've never had a toxic relationship. I've never had a bad boyfriend. Like genuinely ever. I've had tough breakups. I've been the bad guy more than like a a man has to me. And I, I think the reason why and connecting it to my what my advice is is I've always really, really targeted decent people. And that sounds so basic, right? That sounds so simple, but like it is a massive prioritization for me in identifying someone that I'm going to give my time to. Like it needs to be incredibly clear that you are a kind and intelligent and a nice person above all. And sometimes that doesn't cut it too, you know? For sure. Trust me, my list of qualifications now to ride this ride is long. (laughs) It's substantial. Like it is, it's significant. What I'm looking for, what I require and what I need is, is it's a long list, but it's because I've done the work. I've done a lot of dating. I've had a lot of failures. I've had a lot of successes. So now what has shaken out is it's specific and really catered to me and my needs. But for my 20 year olds, my 22 year olds, my 25 year olds, like that's kind of really like the agenda I want to push that we like, we're not wasting time anymore. No fuck boys. With, yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I think like, it's just, that's a complete non-starter for me. Like, unless you are having an absolute blast and you're wanting to like get thrown around or roll around or whatever it is, <laughs> fine. But like, the, like if you are truly. A decent guy can do that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I promise you, I can testify to that many times. Oh my God. Um, like you don't, you don't, you do, you do not, you do not, you should not. I want you to, you, our listeners, our proverbial audience, like stop wasting your fucking time. Like stop wasting. Your time is so, so precious. Your time is so precious. Okay. So the holidays are nearing and I wanted to offer a very exclusive secret holiday sale to my martinis and bikinis listeners. I know it's not exactly swimsuit season, but I always like buying my swimwear early so that I have something super cute to break out once the weather gets nice and warm. I also love to travel to warmer places in the winter. I don't know about you guys. And I always hate wearing my old ratty swimsuits that fall apart during the winter. It's just like not cute. Which is why I want to tell you about this super secret sale I'm having for Noah the Collective, aka my sustainable swimwear line. We make all of our pieces in the USA out of 100% recycled material. And when I tell you it feels like absolute butter on your skin, I'm not kidding. We get so many raving reviews about our fabric. 
Our suits are co-ed for ladies and our guys. You can also match your partner. We have some matching pieces, which is so cute. They're sexy, comfortable, and I'm obsessed with our high-waisted women's bottoms. They fit like a glove. Also, our men always rave about how we don't have annoying and itchy lining in our trunks. Huge game changer. Now until December 21st, you can use code Teenies and Keenies for 15% off your purchase. That's T-I-N-I-S-A-N-D-K-I-N-I-S. And if you order before December 21st, you will receive all of your items before Christmas, I promise. And partial proceeds from every purchase support nature organizations. Our most recent collection benefits Glass Half Full, which is the first glass recycling facility in Louisiana that turns recycled glass into sand to restore the Gulf Coast. How freaking cool. Again, that's Teenies and Keenies, T-I-N-I-S-A-N-D-K-I-N-I-S for 15% off your entire purchase, including our markdowns. Happy holidays, and remember to shop small and sustainable this holiday season. Well, I saw this meme the other day. You may have seen it. It, like, literally went viral. It was this guy who had this data saying, these are the people you spend, spend your time, time with, with. Yep. and this is how much time you really have with them. Yep. And it was reported that you spend the most time with your partner. Yeah. So never settle. Never. And I think it's so true. Because I know a lot of people that either settle or they stay in toxic relationships for way too long. Yeah. And I just feel like that's a waste of time. It's an absolute waste of time. I would rather be single and be able to meet people, meet new people, have different conversations, become more well-rounded as a person. Take myself out on a fucking date. You know, I don't need somebody who is like making me feel awful to vie for their attention. Or want to spend a whole life with them. Oh, good Lord, no. My worst nightmare. I mean, not not even anymore because I feel so strongly in my ability to navigate that. But I know know it's tough. I know that these are like really beautifully Pinterest-y things to say. And then like executing is a totally different story, right? What was fascinating about that graph showing like, you know, your family, your coworkers, your partner and how critical that is. And like the, the highlighted part for me is like, the person we spend the most time with on this planet is ourselves. <laughs> so true. You, like, you know, like so you, true. you are, you, there's not a single person on earth that you're ever going to spend more time with than you. I've been talking about this in class lately. Like, like the narrative and the, the dialogue that happens in between your ears and in your brain, like that is the most fuck downtown New York, LA, Chicago, DC. That is the most expensive real estate on the planet. That is the most precious precious real estate and what you're doing with it, putting into it really, really matters. So then that, that's kind of how I, how I view it. It's so then who's coming into my space that gels with that and can get on board with the tone that I've already set for my life and the expectations. And that's the hard part. And in a city like DC, where there are a lot of ambitious people and there are a lot of overinflated egos sure. and there's a lot of transience and there's a lot of like non-continuity, right? There's a lot of people who are like here for that thing that's only going to last a little bit of time or like the job is like more important. A lot of military men. Lots of military men. And lots of gay men who are like my best friends. And I wish that they were straight so that I could love them. And I do love them, but not in that way, you know? The stats on like how the DC queer scene is like one of the hottest in the country. I'm like, well, good for fucking you. (laughs) That's so nice for you. Meanwhile, let me like you know, swipe through Raya for the third time this week, looking at all the like 
hot people in Canada that like the hot people in Canada or like <laughs> Amsterdam. Uh, I get people in. Oh, I forgot we can't yeah, so talk are, about this. Are you on Raya? You're on Raya. Yeah, but I yeah. don't think we're allowed to talk about it. They're gonna kick us off. Who like who was on it? I feel like people talk about it enough. Maybe like non-specifically, you can talk about. Yeah, it. Like, everyone knows the type. So Raya, if you don't know what Raya is, Raya is like oh, this is quite douchey to say out loud, but like <laughs> it's fine. It is what it is. Raya is like a seemingly more elite dating app. It's like harder to get into or approved. It used to be incredibly exclusive. It's like way more diluted. Yeah, agree. I don't even have 10,000 Instagram followers. They let my crazy ass on there. Then like it's got a little more diluted. You're a celebrity for sure. You're literally like soul cycle royalty. You gotta give yourself some more credit. In the in the district. I'm making excuses. I am making excuses. (laughs) Shots fired, but received. Yeah, you're right. It's got a lot of there's a lot of athletes. And Tyler Cameron, if you're listening to this, please, please heart my profile. That's, that's all I would like to say. <laughs> get, in, get in line. He's so beautiful. Ooh, he's up there. He's um he's on my list of people. Here's some here's something relevatory that I'm gonna put in on record and not be able to take back. I have like a finite bank of celebrities or athletes, whatever, like, you know, famous people that, like, I'm convinced if I had, like, a solid 30-minute, like, in a room with that, like, I could nail. And the list, when by short list, I mean, like, long list. Like, I have a pretty confident list of people, like, that I'm like, I, yeah, I can bag that. I, I so I, I know a lot of people that feel the same way. I was actually having this conversation with my roommate the other night, and she said, you know, I feel like if I were to have, like, a 10-minute conversation with Tyler Cameron, he would fall in love with me. We're just both so goofy. What? Like, Which, I, I'm not, it's not that that couldn't happen, but I love this energy from you girls. Yeah. It's amazing. I need to harbor some of it. Yeah, I want you to make, like, a short list, okay? Pick, like, three or four names of people that you create a narrative that you're like, if I had the opportunity, like, if the opportunity struck— I would be able to home run it. I could be able to do it. That's on my homework. They're just people. I think this is all, of course, contingent upon whether or not they're like raging narcissist or insane people because you never know what's going on there, right? Like you never know. Oh, for sure. I feel like fame and all of that gets in people's heads like no other. And I think having more exposure to people like that it has really been more apparent than ever. Have you, like, gone on Raya dates? Because the the whole thing is people like to say that people just like to look at each other. <laughs> they don't actually like to, like, go on dates. So I actually had somebody fly in from Texas. Okay, amazing. I had never met him before. Amazing. And he flew in from Texas, like, yeah. the night before booked a ticket. Yep. He was a little odd. He— he did this thing every Thursday night where he would get really drunk by himself in his apartment, which, like, should have been red flag number one. But yeah, sh- he booked it drunkenly and then just showed up here. But I was at happy hour with my girlfriend. So I said, oh, you can meet me at happy hour. Okay, so we had, like, a hotel. like, like totally No, he, like- he stayed with me. No! Yeah. Um, it was probably the craziest thing I've ever done, to be honest. Just let a strange man come <sighs> visit me from miles away. But long story short, it didn't work out. Do it for the plot. Do it for the, as long as you are safe and as long as you are comfortable. And if it like makes you happy or is gonna like give you a giggle, maybe that's the other half of my dating advice right now. Like I'm very much in a year of like I've had three different men fly me out, or I've been flown out via Raya. Like I've been like Raya has been a like breeding ground for me for opportunity and fun. Like I've had some wild experiences from it in 2022, the year of our wow. life here. Like lots of fun yes. and because I, so I got out of a relationship last, like almost a month, like a year and a month ago, like 
like moved out of a home of where living wow. with a partner. And after that ended, I embarked upon like a, a, a very intentional year of yes. Like I'm going to do, I'm like, I'm collecting stories for my old age. This past 12 months of my life has been like fodder for chapters of later on in life to like review back and giggle and be like, wow, we did some things. And I like micro scale. I want people to feel encouraged. And by people, I mean women of DC to do that. Like here, I know that sounds like, okay, cool. Not everybody can like hop on Raya, like have someone fly them to Portugal, but you can do your own version of that, which is like being willing, ready and able and excited to say yes and go for some crazy shit. Right. Like people always talk about like, you have to like get out to meet people, but like it's unfortunately very true. Like you're you're not going to be discovered sitting on your couch watching Bravo. You yeah, know? I also think a lot of people here like date their friends, which yeah, it's a little sticky. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of like circular things. It can be a pretty clicky city. Totally. I feel like a lot of people struggle to make friends and friend groups here, and I think that's part of the reason. Yeah. People kind of come here and they get in their group and then people in the group start dating each other and then it gets even more sticky. The friend groups break up. It's, I feel like I've seen a lot of that. Well, you're also at the age, I can distinctly remember when I was like the the men um, and boyfriends that I had from like 25 to 28, 29, our friend groups were almost like more important than our actual relationship. Like it was very identity defying, like everything that we did was with these like cliques and groups of people. And whereas now like I've really siloed my friendships and narrowed and drilled those down. Like I am, I'm not never afraid to talk about this. Like I do not have like a massive network of friends in DC proper. I have a lot of like people like you that like, I know if I could call and like get a martini with tomorrow, you'd make time for me. Yeah. Uh I've got, I've got 15 Veronica's, but as far as like stand by me next to on my wedding day call if like my world was crumbling I only have a a very small like three people here in DC that I consider like my rocks everyone else has moved and it's because that period of time that you're talking about the clicks the friends I think that that kind of smooths and spreads out a little bit as you enter your 30s and I have no desire to redo that period of time in my life whatsoever. I am start to know what's important. You know, you stop wasting your time with people and developing connections with people that you don't necessarily vibe with or they have bad energy. You know, I think we feel like we need to sacrifice our happiness sometimes for other people and friendships that maybe aren't as strong. Yep. And I think that's a really beautiful thing, you know, entering your 30s and kind of just having that experience and being like, what am I doing, you know? Correct. Like, Take a close, and listen, you don't have to wait until your 30s to do this. You know, like, I do really wish that I, like, I've had a lot more than partner, traditional relationship heartbreak. I've had more friendship heartbreak than, like, anything else in my life. I've had a lot of shedding of relationships, sometimes by my choice and sometimes by other. But no matter if it is instigated by me or someone else, I have always ended up better for it on the other side. And it it really does all come back to what I started talking about with soul, like everything that we do. Like, I just believe and know in my heart that like my time is and what I have to offer is very, very, very valuable. And I, I treat it like a commodity. And 
if you're in the city and you're feeling dateless or friendless or whatever it is, like you've got to reframe how you're viewing your your own time because it's not something that just because your calendar isn't full or your date book's not full or whatever, your hinge match queue isn't full doesn't make you or your time like less valuable. Oh, yeah. It doesn't invalidate you. And I think we have this really awful structure in America of this traditional mindset, which I think is a generational thing that was kind of put onto us by our parents and their parents. But we feel like, oh, you go to school and you may or may not go to college. And then after you graduate, you get a full-time job, nine to five. And then you get married and you have kids and you have that white picket fence. And I'm actually really impressed with our country right now. I feel like a lot of people are starting to kind of pivot away from that. Yeah. And I think it's really empowering. And I think as women, we're put in this position where we feel like that's our only role in life. And I feel like now we're starting to evolve and have all these amazing qualities, careers, passions, and we're not really saying no to it. You know, we're just going for it, which I feel like we, we really like resonate on that together. Very much, very much. It's, I, I always, I brag that like I've been to less than like 12 weddings in my life of like friends. Like I've, you know, I've, I've had to be a guest of a partner's wedding at a couple of things, but like most of the closest people in my life, like right now are either not married, recently engaged, or like my best friend from college got married in May. My best, 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 best DC friend is engaged. Um, so she'll get married next year. Another, like it's only recently, right? And like we're all 30 to 35. And like, I'm very proud of the women in my life that have not succumbed to the pressure of a timeline. It's not that it doesn't exist. I definitely am turning 34 next year, which like sounds like such a big, scary number. Oh, June 1. Okay, so you're a Cancer? Gemini. Gemini. I'm a Gemini sun, Sagittarius rising, Taurus moon, for those who partake. I talked about this in every episode. They're going to be like, Veronica moved to LA already. (laughs) You know what? I was telling a non-believer the other day, I'm like, astrology is like anything else in the world where like, it can be a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you want to go out and validate what you believe, you're going to find the information that matches it. But also, if it makes people happy, who the literal fuck cares? You know? Like, it's kind of fun. It's very fun. And it's it's a victimless crime. Okay? There are— uh, Like, it's so innocent. There's tons of things that I could badger somebody about. Yeah. And I'm not going to badger somebody about that. No. It's so innocent. Do I think that you should, like, not swipe— right or left on someone because they're a Pisces or not or like whatever or like not befriend them no totally. like maybe no but like it's it's a fun thing to lean into like if you so need to exactly yeah. so I'm a she's a she's a Gemini sun Sagittarius rising which is a little bit of a chaotic combination it basically just means that I don't shut the fuck up well I love that I mean it's amazing <laughs> for podcasting we have like so much good content I think the last thing I want to talk about is body image and I think that's so big with what I do I have a swimwear line. And, you know, that's something that a lot of women struggle with. A lot of men too. But there was somebody that answered a question or asked a question on my Instagram stories that I thought was really, really good. I got a few, but, you know, we're getting deep. Yeah, girl. And she basically asked, what do you do when there's women that use exercise as a form of punishment? And you can tackle, like, anything in that sphere. I just think it's really important to address. Of course. And I, whoever sent that, like, thanks for being brave to ask that. I think that's a challenging thing to put forward. This job is very fascinating because I 
literally, I do my job half naked every day, right? Like, 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 yeah. literally, like, I, I spend more time, like, in spandex Same. and drenched in sweat than most jobs. We have to put images of ourselves on the internet every day. You know, my, like, one of my hot takes is, like, I'm very pro-filter because I'm like, look, like, I'm going to blur a pimple out if I, if I need to. I'm not contorting my body. I would never, ever, ever, ever fucking do that. But, like, if I need to hide the bags under my eyes, like, I'm going to do it and not feel any shame about it because body image is just about as personal as it gets. And to have a job that really, like, looks at that head on, right? Like, I have to address a room full of men, women, people, older, younger, everything in between. It's a lot of responsibility. This job on the surface can seem very superficial and it can seem like it's a silly little bike class where I play a lot of Taylor Swift and like dance around the room, but it's it's a it's a lot more than that. Um and people bring very heavy things into the space. There are always going to be people in my room whether or not I'm aware of it or not, whether they've shared it or not that are battling eating disorders that are using workout as punishment that are using it as a coping coping mechanism that are using it to disassociate there's just a variety of things and the way that i handle it is this sounds so 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 trite but i really believe it with every bone in my body is like i really really try to lead from a place of kindness so everyone has always been and will always continue to be welcome in my room this company that i love very much has some i have some colleagues who don't lead that way. And it's it's upsetting. There's exclusivity. There's, you know, you can't ride in the front row if you don't XYZ. And like, I will, I'll never, ever, ever do that. So the the biggest tool that I have, like the most power I have over that and all the different shades of what people bring in is to make sure that my four walls are a space that everyone can at least try to be a really, really good version of themselves even if it's only for 45 minutes. Because let's say that there is a woman or a person or a man or whatever who's coming in and they've taken 17 Barry's classes that week and, you know, they're just, they're overdoing it in every sense of the word. All I can control, I cannot stop them from buying the bike. I cannot stop them from showing up. But what I can help is to reframe the state of mind while they're in the space, right? So being incredibly cautious about my messaging so that it's not focused on the physical and maybe they leave with something that fortifies their heart and their mind a little bit more so that like slowly day by day every time they come they start to associate the workout with how they feel inside of their like their bones and not what their fucking apple watch is telling them i i cannot control how often someone is is coming and 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 their why but i i can really try to impact how they feel when they leave what a mic drop that was like <laughs> so good and there are so many little things that i could pull from that and just ask you about but i want to respect your time and you're so sweet we could we could really no you're going to you're you'll be back on hopefully. we could we could we could we could gab for a while i like we were before we started recording y'all we were like was asking, was like, what are we, what are we talking about? Like, do I need to? She's like, it becomes so circular because whenever it's not premeditated, which we did not sit and like 
you know, hash out what we were going to talk about. It was very much like let this it. It's like us at Foxtrot having a coffee post-workout. 1,000 I think we've had like a conversation identical to this before. <laughs> probably down to the bones, which just validates its authenticity like all the more. Like I'm too, listen, I'm too old to hyperbolize. I'm too old to fabricate. Like I am what I am. You get what you get and you don't get upset. And if I can help the people that come into my room or stumble across my little Instagram page. Like, fuck yeah. How awesome. How great. Like, we have cool jobs. I feel very, very lucky, especially on the heels of this promotion that's like a fat, it's like such a juicy title for me, but it's 1000% because there's this massive community of people that have put me in a position to be able to even get there, which is, which is great. And it's like, every time you get like a DM or a follower or whatever it is, it's so special. For sure. And that's why I started this podcast too. You know, I think it gives us the ability to have tougher conversations as opposed to like a 14 second Instagram story. So, And I feel like there's so much valuable advice and information that you brought to the table today. So I want to thank you so much for coming on. Please tell the people, the listeners, how they can stay up to date with you, how they can connect, I know. all that. It's funny. I feel like people do podcasts because they're about to be like, my book is coming out. <laughs> da, da, da. And I'm like, I don't have shit going on. No. Uh, <laughs> um, my Instagram, I'm not a multi-platform gal like my Queen Veronica is here. I'm a We're going to get you on TikTok. I am a, listen, I tried TikTok during the pandemic and failed terribly. Terribly. I made like five and I was like, this is so much work and I am so very tired. Like, I cannot do this. Um, I am a, I'm an Instagram believer. So my name is spelled <laughs> Jose Lynn. So it's jo- <laughs> Jocelyn Griffin, DC. Everyone tries to spell with a C. So it's J-O-S-E-L-Y-N-G-R-I-F-F-I-N-D-C. And then I would all, I love, I love people trying SoulCycle for the first time. It's like my absolute favorite thing. I think it's like so cool to watch something, experience something banana pancakes crazy for the first time and everyone is like so welcome and then you're part of the family so you can look on the website app i'm the only jocelyn in the whole company which is a little crazy too um and i teach in georgetown and 14th street so like come any any time in the hamptons again yeah i should yeah i would love to come visit that was wild again another conversation yes another conversation well thank you so much joss for coming on love you big yeah thank you so much and yeah we'll talk soon great have a good day (laughs) bye guys guys major news soul cycle is offering you a free class with jocelyn at either the Georgetown or Bethesda locations here in the DMV. This is a huge deal, considering single class passes start at $34 plus tax. So call your workout bestie, throw on your favorite workout set, and get ready for the most amazing 45 minutes of your life. I literally feel like I'm at a party every single time I take class with Joss. It's absolutely incredible. All you have to do is call either studio Mention Martinis and Bikinis podcast, and they will load a one-time use class into your SoulCycle account. Remember, this deal is only valid for Jocelyn's classes, and the call-to-book option is accessible for one class and one class only. Thank you to SoulCycle for this very generous offer for our listeners. This deal is not only exclusive to first-time riders, so if you are a part of the SoulCycle fam already, make sure to call the studio and get you your free class. So if you are part of the SoulCycle fam, make sure to call the studio and get you your free class. Just remember to mention martinis and bikinis and this specific episode to get the deal. 